Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? I want to start this shit off straight. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. And I'm talking tough. You're talking to what? You're a phony Montana. What the f***? This ain't Tony Montana, it's phony Montana. Clever f***. You can't do shit, y'all. That's Matt Herpes, though. Now I know only I can stop This is Tough Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Rich Martini, alongside my boy, my partner, my man, Mr. Who? Mr. Preston, the one and only. Oh, man, you know what's going on here. You know what Tough Talk is. We over here talking shit, man. There's all type of topics that are going on. But first... You know, one of the one topics that before everything, before we go out and make a fool or I go make a fool out of myself, one of the things that we do need to talk about and just say condolences to is the children, the families of the Texas shooting. And not only them, but those that have been involved in a mass shooting altogether. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't stop. You know what I mean? The nightmares just don't stop. The heartbreak, the losses, they don't stop. You know, Buffalo just happened. Mr. Preston, he, he's been following that one really well. Um, you have the one up in LA. Crazy. And this is all within the month of May. And it's just crazy. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, each of these, these shootings, you know, um, they're different motives. They're, they're different things. But, you know, one thing that I do know that our country, this country, United States, the greatest country, you know, in the world, you know, despite her, despite her flaws, you know, this is the only country where this stuff happens every day, you know, and I mean, we, we got to ask ourselves why, you know, I'm, I'm definitely all for, you know, the Second Amendment. I believe in the right to bear arms and all that good stuff, man. But I don't understand, you know, why the right to bear arms should include 18 year olds buying automatic and semi-automatic weapons. I don't understand why any civilian needs a weapon that can cut a car in half i just don't understand why civilians need that type of power in their hand i mean in the case of this buffalo shooting we know this was a case of you know white supremacy i mean he let it be known himself he drove 200 miles to the blackest you know district in new york or one of the blackest districts in in buffalo or the blackest district he could find and just started killing people because of some of the rhetoric and the stuff that we're starting to see now that permeates through social media. And, you know, as usual, they are blaming mental illness and all this other good stuff, you know, to justify what this white supremacist piece of crap, you know, decided to do. It's getting to the point where when you go to the grocery store now, you kind of got to look both ways, you know, before absolutely. you go into into the store. I mean, no, it's crazy. And, and you're absolutely right because of one of the biggest things. Okay. Of course we need, you know, the second amendment. I get that. But at the time there's can be reform. Mm -hmm. There can be mm -hmm. some type of reform. And maybe if we do allow these types of guns, 
at least there's got to be a reason for it. Like they need to submit some type of paperwork explaining why they need this type of assault rifle. If it's a handgun for self, you know, home protection, all that. Okay. You have the rights to those, but for these assault rifles that people are using in war, and I get it. You know, some people say, okay, we, we use them up for hunting, like for hogs and wild boars and all this other stuff. And like in Texas, I get it. But the only thing with that is the argument to me ends when they say, okay, they should have a right to bear these arms when they do these hunties. But there's a reason for them to have these types of right. weapons. And they do a background check, a thorough background check. What you said is absolutely correct. I mean, there's got to be some type of uh, accountability to these people that have these weapons. Again, people, we really got to start looking at where we are at as society. Society's changed from the 1800s. We're a completely different society now. Right. So there's got to be some type of amendment. We amend everything. And this is the crazy part. The same people that want the right to, to bear arms are the same ones that are, and I'm going to get backlash, but are the same ones that are fighting to take away Roe versus Wade. Right. It's, it's one of those things where they're pro-life when it comes to a woman's reproductive organs. But when it comes to someone shooting up a place and killing, you know, hundreds of people, they're not so pro-life then. And I just don't understand that. Well, Money. I, well, I, I was getting ready to say that. I, I do understand that because our form of government in this country is capitalism. Period. Absolutely. And the guns make money. You know, uh, uh, you know, the people with the money don't want Rovers Wade. And that's just basically where we are, you know. So, I mean, you know, the same people that we're saying, you know, again, the same thing, you know, trust the science and all this other good stuff are the same people that, I mean, we could go on and on about that. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. But, no, but, but you're right. I mean, everything you're saying is absolutely correct. I mean, sure. I know for those that say, oh, a gun doesn't kill a person. It's the person behind the gun. Yeah. And could they be have some mental issues or whatever? Sure. Yeah. That's but I mean, at the same time, your vehicle is a gun. My old job or whatever they would teach us uh, A car traveling down a freeway Is just as fast as a speeding bullet But see here's just a bigger Here's know. the thing about that though With the car you gotta have a license They got you on record exactly. Your driver's license is tied to all kinds of other uh, Bureaucracy and all that other good stuff But man it's this certain state that You can go into and you can buy a gun man Without an ID legally so then, I mean, I mean, I mean, what are we talking about? And then once you buy it, it's like okay, it's up to you if you don't register it or you don't do this or you don't do that. You know, down the road, where's the penalties for that? I mean, there's a lot that we could say and do, but at the end of the day, I think we both agree uh, there's got to be some type of reform. There's something that we got to do as a government because we cannot keep going down this rabbit hole. And again, our thoughts go out to all the family members that lost someone or that are affected by this. Uh, because it is a scary world now. I mean, you're afraid to go to movie theaters, to the mall, to school. 21 people killed in that Texas shooting. 21 people. Most and, of them children. Crazy. And I know um, it's tough to follow that up with anything else, you know, but to all the families, you know, definitely thoughts and prayers go. Tonight's heartbreak hitting home with hundreds saying final goodbyes. You just you feel sad, man. Like, it hits you hard. 21 funerals over the next two weeks, including services for four 10-year-olds today. Mate Rodriguez was remembered as a sweet soul. She wanted to be a marine biologist. Family of Nevea Bravo, whose name is heaven spelled backwards, said she's lying with angels. 
Jose Manuel Flores' father said he wanted to be a police officer because he liked protecting others. And Amiri Joe Garza, her family said, called 911 that morning. I just want to honor her name. I just, I just want her to be remembered as, as the type of person that she was. The Girl Scouts honoring her with one of their highest awards, the Bronze Cross, given to those who risk their lives to try and save others. The losses of Irma and Jose Garcia, high school sweethearts, also hitting hard. After Irma was killed in her fourth grade classroom, her loving husband died two days later of a heart attack. They leave behind four children. And now new witness accounts are filling in gaps from last Tuesday. This is chaos. Chaos. Everyone was trying to get to the school. People were trying to get everything situated. I was just trying to get towards my wife's room and my daughter's room. Border Patrol agent Jacob Alvarado telling Savannah Guthrie he rushed to the school where his wife is a teacher and daughter a student. The off-duty officer also saw local police waiting to engage the gunman. There's a lot of scrutiny now about the police response. What's your take on all of that? Um, To me, I believe everyone there was doing the best that they could, given the circumstances. Yeah, I believe everyone there was doing everything in their power. Back at the memorial, Uvalde fourth grader Isaac Perez sending his schoolmates a message on the sidewalk. They'll be missed by their friends. You're going to miss them too, huh? Yeah. Seems like yesterday we used to rock the show. I laced the track, you locked the flow. So far from hanging on the block for dough. Notorious, they got to know that. Life ain't always what it seemed to be. Words can't express what you mean to me. Even though you're gone, we still a team. Through your family, I fulfill your dreams. In the future, can't wait to see. If you open up the gates for me, reminisce sometime. The night they took my friend. Try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real, feeling's hard to conceal. Can't imagine all the pain I feel. Give anything to hear half your breath. I know you're still living your Every life after death. Martini. I do talk tough and I do do tough things. Moving to our next topic, 
you know, that's kind of on the same, you know, token. Bitch, nigga, snitch, nigga, ho, nigga, bitch, nigga, 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 bitch, nigga, snitch, nigga, ho, nigga, bitch. These Rico cases in rap, man. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's to the point where, you know, these young guys gotta watch what they say on these, on these, on this music. I mean, particularly look at what's happening with, you know, Young Thug, they're using the music against him, and he's caught, man. I don't, I, he, I think he's done, bro. Yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on these Rico cases, man, with rap music? I mean, Casanova, you know, the Bronx drill music. Man, what, what's going on, man? What's happening? We've always talked about hip hop police, right? Right. I mean, hip hop police has been going on since, since we was doing parties Biggie, back in the, in the it 90s. It was Biggies. They were talking yes. about the whole East West. Yes. All this shit they were talking about, all this hip hop police. The shit hasn't changed. They may not say they're hip hop police, but they still around. Shit ain't changed. You don't think that they're listening to people's lyrics? They don't, you know. So for all those that are out there and you say, oh, well, you know, uh, they ain't going to catch me, man. Look, if they want you, they can go through whatever resources they can. If they believe that they have something on you, they're going to do what they have to. And it's just crazy that we're in a day where people now think that you can go out and shoot someone or or, or even a, a, a pay for a hit and then talk about it on a lyrics and then think nothing's going to happen. But I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you look at how these youngsters move now, man, and this gang uh, uh, culture Reckless. now. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, but some of these kids will just go on Instagram live talking about some, I mean, like literally chasing someone down, shooting at someone on Instagram live. I mean, like, what does that say about, you know, us as a civilization where these young kids feel like, you know, I mean, and, and outside of the Rico stuff, I mean, that just that stuff like the Bronx kids, you know what they're doing, you know, the music is is, is dope. I love the music, right? But it's one of those things where it's like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking when you're talking about killing someone on TV, on, on uh, Instagram, and no one's going to do anything? And then the way they move. I mean, the way they're flashing their money, the way that they're putting themselves out there. You know, and we had this conversation, you know, on, on our previous show where Shout out Bone. a manager said, look, that type of lifestyle you cannot mix with entertainment. The entertainment lifestyle can't mix with the street lifestyle. Right. Because if you got to put yourself out there and, and it's a fact. Right. You know what I mean? And, and thus why we're losing rappers every day. Correct. We're losing our youth every day. Right? I mean, we're losing people every day to, to violence. And these Rico cases is a prime example. Look, I mean, you can't do this shit. I mean, I'm kind of torn though with these Rico cases because it's like, you know, do I want this foolish enemy? I'm going to tell you something, you know, you know, I kind of went down this, you know, this path when I was doing research for the show, you know, and Young Thug and, you know, YSL and YFN and, you know, YFN Lucci, you know, he just, you know, uh, he's going through his own, uh, Rico charge with these guys forming these, uh, gangs and then, uh, laundering money and all that other good stuff. I mean, I, I'm torn because, you know, on one side, you know, the YSL crew, you know, uh, 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 YFN, all these guys, they are providing jobs for guys who normally would be savages on the street, right? True. The problem is, is the jobs that they're giving them is the job of a savage. You well, know, but I, they're I, just giving them a, <laughs> but they're giving them a W-2, right? So no, they're just basically giving them a W-2 and giving them a license to ball 
right? Where they can yeah. make their money kind of legally. But I still need you to hold this gun. I still need you to shoot a nigga well, if, if I said, need you to. Well, he said that they had he had snipers, you know, or, like, you know, because, you know, crazy. He, had, he had people following him, you know what I mean, that would handle his business. But, you know, it's crazy. And I, and I look, and it's hard to follow our first topic with this topic. But again, I mean, I, I, I mean, the music I listen to and stuff, you know, they um, there's love a lot the music. of there's a lot of cat pillings in this. Bop, 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 you know what I mean? What are you talking about, nigga? But at the end of the day, I guess the main thing is, is. If you're going to live that lifestyle and you're going to talk about it on your lyrics, there's, there's going to be, you know, repercussions. And, and why? And, and it's the thing for those that do it. Have we not learned? Right. Have we not learned from different scenarios of people snitching on themselves? Because this ain't the first case. Well, I mean, this is what we know. Somebody snitching in the, in the Young Thug oh, camp, definitely. in the Lucci camp, in the Casanova camp. Somebody's ratting. Listen, if you're facing 25 years in prison, oh, you snitching in a month. Telling, yes. Ask Takashi. Yep. You telling? No, they all telling. You telling? You telling? You telling? We hear we hear stories every day of, of cats snitching on each other. I mean, it's 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 worse because you know it'd be different if these guys really did insulate themselves like how the mob did, right? Where it's like if you just keep your mouth shut, nobody's going to jail. Right, but these guys is all on Instagram talking about some Pookie. When I see you, I'ma blow your head off. Two hours later, Pookie gets his head blown off, and then they're like, "Yo, free booty bam!" No, you said you was gonna kill him. The nigga died. You probably killed him. What the fuck? That's incrimination. They- I mean, goodness gracious. That's one of those things for all you upcoming rappers, man. Look, if you're gonna be in the street, how Bone said, if you're gonna be in the street, be in the street. If you're going to be in the studio, be in the studio. That's how Puffy told Big, man, but you can't do both. Can't do both. You can't do both. If you're going to be in the street, go ahead and do that, man. Go ahead and try to be Frank White for real. But if you're going to do this music thing, man, then you got to do this music thing. And, and that's just what it is. You know, one thing that I've known, you know, we've been in this business for a long time. The real G's, the ones that the rappers rap about, them guys don't make it in the industry. They don't either make they, it. Either, either they do. And they're quiet because we know. I mean, but but that's what I'm saying though. You can't do it for real and then rap about it. Well, this this is the big thing. This is this is the other thing too. When they when cats are rapping, there's a storyteller, and then there's self incriminating. Two different things. It's but it's a thin line today. You know, it's it's a thin line. It's a thin line. So I mean, I mean, hip hop is one of those things that have helped a lot of people. But I mean, you know. We could do a whole show on some of the damage that hip hop and the the hip hop culture has done to minority communities as well. You know what I'm saying? But that's a whole nother show for a different day. Um, all you guys out there that is uh, starting these rap groups, man, and you using your little drug money to do it, man, please transition out of that and be smart, man. Please do something. Once you get to a certain level, man, stop taking these penitentiary chances because you're going to be the next one that they putting in the RICO uh, uh, trial. And we, we'll just leave that hey, there. Hey, Pig, you ever had your shit pushed in? Your shit pushed in. Simple question. Huh? huh. Nah? Yeah. Niggas phony, you know I'm hey, my shit pushed in. Oh, yeah, man. I had my shit. I don't eat weed. My shit, bro. Big time. Yeah. 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 Bitch, 
Pussy nigga, get your mind on your grip, fuck boy. boy. All them niggas come through and hit you with plastic toys. Got some boys on the corner and it's hot like a sauna. We got the whip, we got the riding, we sell good marijuana. Man, my city is divided cause they all on with Everybody wanna come down whipping the vest. One side is red, the other side is blue. And everybody is sad cause we just lost groups. So pussy nigga, get some nuts, bitch. Nigga say my name, we ain't got no time to be guessing and playing the pussy ass game. Bitch nigga, get some nuts, bitch. Nigga say my name, we ain't got no time to be guessing and playing the pussy ass game. In 2001, everybody wanna pull up. Bitch, uh, niggas wanna uh, chop blades and wanna show up. Even uh, niggas up uh, in New York wanna come down. Now they rapping about candy cars, playing in some rhyme. I bleed my block like Major Boy from Ace Time. You see me with your bitch, already fucking down. And she done sucked me up and blew in my butt. You can't diss me, nigga, because I pimp this shit. Nigga, get some nuts, bitch. Nigga, my name. Ain't got no time to be playing the game. Bitch, nigga, get some nuts. Bitch, nigga, say my name. Ain't got no time to be guessing. You playing them pussy ass games. Ain't got a chance on the news. Bitch, nigga, say my motherfucking name. No, I'm talking about them pussy ass games. Bitch, nigga, get some nuts. And everybody doing my dance. Two ain't got a chance to be guessing. You playing them pussy ass games. What's happening, pimp? Tell me who's nuts we snatching. Them boys talking shit like the ass be blasting. I ain't capping. Now, what's my full satisfactions? When they think we slipping, we dropping bombs on these. It's a one-time thing, whether they like it or not And I don't really give a fuck, guess who's nuts got caught Yeah, they holding the fame, but with the game comes knocks Read my arm, motherfucker, cause I can't be stopped Bitch, nigga, get some nuts, bitch, nigga, say my name We ain't got no time to be guessing and playing no pussy-ass game Bitch, nigga, get some nuts, bitch, nigga, say my name We ain't got no time to be guessing and playing no pussy-ass game This is Tough Talk Radio. Tough Talk Radio is sponsored by Sound Lounge. So if you're a producer or you're an MC or even a singer and your beats sound like this and you want them to sound like this, you already know what to do. Go to Sound Lounge. They're on IG. Hit them up. Sound Lounge SD. Hit them up right there. Royal DJ Rec at DJ Rec. Like I said, Sound Lounge, they're going to get you right. This is Tough Talk Radio where the streets are talking and everybody is talking. You know, lastly, man, we're going to lighten this thing up, man. Uh, a former NFL player, uh, Brandon Langley. You know, he's a former NFL player for... <laughs> The, the the Denver Broncos and look like he's going to be a future MMA fighter. Yep. Um, the way he put hands on my man um, that worked at United Airlines. Now we saw you know a couple of different renditions of this. You think he was right to put hands on my man or what? Look, I yes. In a nutshell, yes. <laughs> I mean, look, you're gonna have to pay for the you're gonna have to pay for the you know what you do. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, when you got someone challenging you. Coming up and saying whatever. I'm and from the streets, bitch. There's different videos out there. Okay? Right, right. There's right. different shit. Some videos are saying that he got hit first. Some, right. some are saying that nah, uh, the, the the worker got hit first. And then some are saying that the you know the worker says some shit to entice or then you know to uh, who's lacing this nigga shit? Antagonize, antagonize yeah. him and stuff like that. At the end of the day, look, if you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do to put yourself in that situation, you're gonna have to pay for the repercussions. Well, he got fired, but I believe he should have some type of charge against him. I agree. You know what I mean? And dude got it charged against him, which I believe is rightfully so. Well, I mean, he did get a charge against him. I mean, he got his ass whooped. 
and and, and it went viral. Oh, and and let me let me tell you something. How you gonna how you gonna live that down? You walk up to a lady, ain't you the one that got, got you know uh, uh, two piece with a biscuit in the airport? <laughs> Is that you? I mean, what you gonna he say? He did the backflop on that Man. shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's not funny. Eddie. You want some? You want some? Oh, man. You see that? But this is the thing, though. This is the thing I, I hate, right? Because then they make it into a racial thing, right? And 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 this is the part that this is why I say, should he get a charge against him? Yes, because of look now this whole narrative of oh he didn't get a charge because he's white. And but was he white? He looked like he was Middle Eastern or something. I, I, he looked white. Okay. I don't know Got if he it. is white or not. He couldn't Got be it. white. I could be wrong, but he looked white. He had a light skin complexion. Yes. You know what I mean? So right off the bat, when people read, oh, he got a charge and he didn't get a charge, first thing is, oh, he's black, he's white, and they go right there. It's a racist thing. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, 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 that never even crossed my mind. Really? I, I never even thought of that. The only thing that I thought of, I never even thought that that's why he... Okay, I thought, damn, how come the other guy didn't get a charge too? You know, because it, it you know, it, but he ended up getting fired. And if you know, American Airlines, it was American Airlines, yep. right? And American Airlines, if they didn't think he didn't do any wrong, anything wrong, why would they terminate this guy? But I didn't even think about that until you just said that. But I mean, but think about it. I mean, he, and I'm always using a race car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I didn't even think about it. You know, and, and I just think that you know, I, that's why I believe right off the bat. I mean, dude, dude did assault him. You know. Because he swung and smacked him aside the face. He sure did. It sounded and, off like clap. Oh, yep. And this is the thing. We talk about the whole Jada Pinkett shit, the Will Smith shit. Then we talk about in the you know, which we could talk about in the because I was dead wrong about the whole dude that rushed Dave Chappelle shit. Yeah, it turns that out shit. that he, he got triggered by something he said. I saw that. And, and then on top of that, dude is up from tempted murder. So. It's just crazy, but crazy. I, like I said, I, but dude did get some boom, boom, boom. It looked like he should be in this yeah. freaking. His next career is definitely MMA or boxing. Definitely, he swung that dude went down. Period. So I mean, if the NFL don't work out, it look like it hasn't worked out because um, he had them blunt smoking lips. So I don't know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, if, if, if the NFL is not calling back, man. Man, dude, you need to go ahead and hit the boxing gym, man, because the precision in which he took my man out was uh, was pretty masterful. And I, I I must say, I watched it. They got 30 views from me. I'll tell you that much. Okay? <laughs> but, you know, but going into, like like I said, and, and this whole Jada Pinkett and Will Slack, that shit with uh, Dave Chappelle, that shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. Like, but, uh, again, you know, I just think that, you know, we talked about this before, so we don't have to, you know, beat that dead horse. I just think that those type of things, you know, subconsciously empowers guys like this guy, you know, to think that that, that is okay. You know, whereas before, people wouldn't even fathom that, you know, but, but that's what these things do. And that's why I believe what Will Smith did was so harmful. You got a lot of black women who were saying, you know, hey, man, he was protecting his wife and all that other good stuff. Well, good, like I said last week, a good woman is not going to allow you to protect her by taking penitentiary chances. And if that was you or I, you'd be in jail right now. Absolutely. Period. Point blank. We'll leave that there, man. That was our uh, uh, topics of the day. You're listening to Tough Talk Radio with your host, Mr. Preston, and my guy, Mr. Martini. We'll be right back. Jay. 
Supreme Clientele, Ultra Premium Bottom. Above all, success is supreme. is brought to you by Black Lee on Delicious Vinyl Radio. Powered by Dash. I hate it around here. Bitches that won't fuck their baby's daddy's enemy don't hang around here. The police is the gang that fear. SD cops got the most murders in the country this year. I hate it around here. Bitches that won't fuck their baby's daddy's enemy don't hang around here. The police is the gang that fear. SD cops got the most murders in the country this year. So where I reside, cats get drugged through the mud. Three options, sports, gang banging and drugs. Low riders with paint that look like glass. With a young nigga driver that'll make you the pass. So sustaining the post ain't easy. Where I post, and now that it's beef and seas on the east coast, every ghetto nigga can sing along my song. Got tats on the arm from the nigga that don't. That's southeast all day. With gangsta slang gang engaging gunplay. Bitches here was hatting, indulging was cracking, swagging on the enemy, resulting to more triggery. Stupid ass niggas turning sons' mama's apartments into banged out weed spots. Now his sons raised up the trade. Trip, the big homie got smoked over there, right where he plays. It's trip. This is Tough Talk Radio, where the streets is hawking and everybody is talking. Because I do talk tough and I do do tough things. This is Tough Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Rich Martini, alongside Mr. Who? Mr. Preston, the one and only. And we got special guests in the house, San Diego legend, hip-hop legend, the legendary... You know Slick, Mitchie Slick. Hey, hey, what's happening, Woody? How you doing? Oh, man, you know how it is. We out here in San Diego's expensive as shit. You know that. Shit. It's just crazy out here. Man, higher than giraffe, pussy boy, I tell you. <laughs> Say what? Higher than giraffe, pussy boy, I tell you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, we want to talk to you a little bit different topics, you know what I mean? One mm-hmm. of the things that I see a lot that you're involved in is breeding bulldog. Or what do you call Do you call him a bully? Or you- it's a bulldog, but it's a French bulldog. They got English bulldogs. Okay. Bull terriers. Okay. They got French bulldogs, uh, I've been putting them together for like the last four years. But before that, many years before that, all the way back to even being a little kid, you know what I'm saying? We always bred bullies. Okay. But um, it was just not for the big money. It was more just to have the dopest dog on the block. But now, shit, there's so much money involved in this shit. Why not? You know what I mean? I hear it, that. It's, it's fun and it's money now. You know what I mean? <laughs> how, how, how did you get uh-huh. introduced? How did you get introduced into the business side? Did you ease in or you jumped all the way in? Well, we was always. You know, doing dog business, no matter what kind of dog business it was, it was all kind of dog business going on. But, but this new, this new era of me being in the dog game, um, basically we just transitioned, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I've been having dogs consistently for maybe like the last 15 years, you know what I'm saying? Bullies. Actually, it was bullies at first. And, uh, I had dogs off of King Kamali and Little Rizzy. Those are some of the most famous dogs of the older days of the game. It ain't that old, but you know. And, um, shit, I always had them on my yard and I always sh- showed the dogs. I would, you know, win shows with the dogs I had already bred, but it wasn't like this era now with this bread. I think I saw a couple of my partners. I got a homie by the name of Trey Dub that was getting money off Frenchies way, way back 20 years ago. I just watched his progression and start seeing certain rappers having dogs and me and the homie just transitioned over from having the, um, bullies to having the Frenchies. It was a smooth transition about five years ago. I think the first person I seen with a Frenchie was, uh, Gray Boy. DJ Gray Boy. Oh, is that right? It was little, because I, I was used to the English Bulldogs, which were bigger. 
And then, you know, mm-hmm. the Frenchies are a lot smaller. But they still feisty, man. Don't get it twisted. Don't get Mine's it. are. <laughs> Mine's are. Yours are feisty? Yeah, but they still listen, though. But, you know, I'm, I come from another, I come from a working dog. Yeah. A working dog background. So, I like an active, healthy dog that moves and runs and, you know, yeah, get something it. off of it if it got to. And so the dogs that I breed are a little more, uh, a little more durable than some of these dogs that these cats are spending a lot of money on right now. A lot of cats concentrate on color and being real small and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? But the dogs that I breed are pretty much like standard dogs, mm-hmm. you know, buff ass, Bo Jackson looking ass dogs. You know what I'm saying? There are stars and there are superstars and then there was Bo Jackson. That's right. And not freaky. I like smooth lines and, um, you know, I like smooth lines with nice bone on them. You know what I'm saying? But, but I, I got color, but not some of these crazy colors they coming with now. The new shades and the Isabellas. I, I love all that shit. I got a couple dogs with some Isabella in them, but I really like a structured dog the most, you know? When you say Isabella, now what is that? Is that a coat color or what, I mean, what is that? It's a variation of the chocolate colors. So before they had a non-testable chocolate and that was like a darker chocolate. And then they have a testable chocolate so that they, they could, you know, they can actually test for this color DNA. And there's a dilute, which is when you see, you know, right here say the blue pit. Yep. A blue pit is really a black pit with a uh, dilution gene on top of it to make it look blue. Gotcha. So basically, when you have the dilution gene on the cocoa, it turns it into a lilac dog. That's like a bluish looking dog with a purplish looking shit. And then when you take the dilution gene and put it onto the testable chocolate, that's when you have the Isabella. And that looks similar to like liver color, like a pinkish reddish livery type color. Damn, Dang. check Mitchie out dropping <laughs> science and shit. Damn. <laughs> He's a chemist up in here, you know. That's... But the thing is, is I'm not talking no super chemist shit. This is like one on one shit. I'm talking right now. It get way deeper. <laughs> I ain't no hey, I ain't no guru, but you can't even if you don't know this shit, you can't even play ball. Oh shit. I've seen some of these dogs, they're going for like forty thousand dollars. Sounds lucrative. That was my <laughs> next question. Like, what's the price range? Yeah. It depends on quite a few things. You got color and then you got structure. But then you also got quality, you know what I mean? Like quality, quality, you know, like, like a female, like, you know, like a girl that's like, she got ass. Okay. She got ass, but then she got a little bit of stomach and her teeth ain't all that. No, I'm talking about when you find a girl that she got pretty hands, pretty ears. Yeah, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, it's a difference. You know what I mean? So everybody talking about, oh, it's a fluffy. But what about, is it a quality ass dog or does it just look like whatever the fuck? So. You basically can get a standard dog, man, like a standard dog that don't have no extra colors on it. Five thousand ain't too much to pay for a decent standard dog. You know what I'm saying? Four or five thousand dollars. And that's basically like a dog that's a pet and that you won't be trying to like really breed or no shit like that, you know what I'm saying, with a dog that costs that much. But when you want to start breeding dogs and being able to breed dogs that people want to buy, they want to buy them bad, you know what I'm saying? Like as soon as you have them, they gone. You're going to have to spend like 15000 on a female. You know what I'm saying? Do you have a female or do you have both? I got females. I got females and I got two studs. I got two studs off of the world famous, big-headed, wide-chested. That's a huge bitch. Shot caller from 24K Frenchies. Shout out to my boy Charlie over there. That's my fam over there. And it depends on the pedigree of the dog, the quality of the dog, the color of the dog, and the structure of the dog. And all those things go into how much this dog will cost. And if you have a dog that costs 15000 and you want to, you know, make puppies and have them be of the same quality as a mom, you're going to have to spend about 3500 to get a stud. And once you do that stud, then at that point, they go their way, you go your way. You know what I'm saying? They got their 3500 
you got a pregnant female that's yours. Dang. From that point, you know, you want to start advertising the dog, but you know, it ain't really much to advertise if the motherfucker ain't got no good pedigree. It's like puppy pimping. I'm talking about pimping, been since pimping, since pimping, pimping, since pimping, pimping. Damn. In a way. You know what I mean? In a way. Remember, it's a downside to it too. It's a whole lot of shit shoveling too though. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole lot of doctor bills. Well, not a whole lot. I ain't gonna lie. My dog be healthy as shit, so I would never really have to be at the vet much doing shit, but it ain't, it ain't all easy. Nah, I hear you there. My dogs live a good life. My dogs live a good life. I cook for my dogs every day. Hey. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you cook for your dogs? I mean, obviously, you ain't going down to Petco and stuff and getting some pet so food. So long, fried rice. Hello, fried chicken. What do you feed your dogs on a regular basis? Well, I got the um, the kibble that I feed. It's my secret kibble. But then I also got my little concoction that I throw on top of it. It's just a raw ground beef with a little bit of peas and carrots, a little bit of yams, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't looking for no fresh, organic, none of that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? I just grind the shit up, put, put it in small increments in the freezer and just freeze that shit and throw it on top of the food. But I got a little special sauce I added to there too, though. Hey, shout out to my fam over there at Bully Fit, man. We got an incredible vitamin that we got. You can go to bullyfitproduction.com and see a whole line of Pitbull Bully products on me that are changing, you know, certain people's lives, especially if they got dogs that need a little help, like with their little, you know, breathing and health and, and being, you know, saying whatever, whatever the fuck else, shedding. You know what I'm saying? There's some products over there at bullyfitproduction.com that you can really use. You know what I'm saying? Shampoos, skin creams, all type of shit for dogs, homie. That's my family over there. We rock that's what's up i'm checking it out now man my my son um is actually into uh breeding bullies man he got two real nice ones i don't i don't know as much about it as you do but i know right. that he feeds them really well man that's one thing right. that he does right. man like buys the good beef and all that other good stuff man mm-hmm. feeds them really it well it matters man. bro yeah it matters i'm gonna turn i'm gonna turn it them matters. on to bully fit productions though man i appreciate that those are good those are good products right there bro we put a lot of uh a lot of research into making it products and it's all natural everything is all natural in the breeding part of it do you have like your own bloodline it's in your blood that's what i'm creating now in the process of that okay so basically that's what you're trying to create it takes like three generations before it's your shit you know what i mean why is it such a long process oh well the dog gotta mature the female dog gotta mature and then that could take up to two years sometimes so So that's a long period of taking care of a dog and making sure a dog is healthy i mean that's a real obligation you know so after two years do you have to then mate that dog and then mate him again after that or is it you're automatically you get your bloodline or you can call yourself a bloodline well a lot of people ain't really running to grab their own bloodline because right now there's bloodlines that are already established that it's the shit to even have some good shit off of those bloodlines okay now of course there's some people trying to create new shit but right now it's the shit almost to have like like say for instance it's plenty of people that they, you know it's a lot of people that want to make their own clothing line and all that shit you know what I'm saying but then it's some motherfuckers that want to wear you know you, you know they still want to wear that Louis Vuitton that Gucci that brand you know Giuseppe that brand that's been made popular so now yeah it'd be cool to have your own shit but it's also cool as a motherfucker to have some of the dopest most vintage Gucci and Louis Vuitton shit too though you feel me and I see you do a lot of traveling you know, when you traveling and stuff, are there like show events and stuff? I got a little boy by the name of Iverson. He is son of, uh, of the great shot caller. Shout out to my boy Iverson. He's won shows and won awards in multiple different states. I mean, his dog shows in every state in America. Damn near every city across America right now. This dog shit is huge, man. I mean, like from coast to coast, from New York, Florida, 
super big in Florida. Arizona, real big in Texas. Like Vegas is damn near like just like fighting, like headquarters. Wow. The IE is like bully country. You know what I'm saying? They call the IE bully country. All up in Temecula, all that shit. Anywhere where they still got yards where you could buy acres <laughs> or maybe get some land or a little space on your yard. Any, any of them places, that's bully country. And you know, it ain't too many of them places in California. Hell no. So Iverson is, is that the lilac, lilac and tan. That one's crazy right there. That's a beautiful dog right there. So he just, he just did a breeding today. I just did a breeding today. Damn. Shout out to my boy John John, homie down there in Dago. He's gonna be pushing the shot collar blood out there in Dago, but yeah, he just he just uh copped a breed from Iverson today to put to his little female. Mm-hmm. Limbo. Coming from your background, everything that you grew up from, mm-hmm. I mean, would you ever imagine that I mean obviously the people that you meet with and you talk to now are completely different than where you know we grew up from you know what I mean mm-hmm. do you ever stop and take a look at where you're at you know in life now and then you know a few years ago I was if- just doing it today bro I was just fuck it I do it all the time and I was just doing it today and and I was thinking like today I ain't gonna lie I was just telling him I swear to God he right here with me listening I was just thinking about me being in this particular zone where I grew up and basically just every day for like about 10 years, just in between Logan, Imperial to the north and the south, and then Euclid to 47 in that square, you know, Lincoln High School is in that square, Baker's Apartments, Imperial Fish Market, Lincoln Park, Dr. J's Liquor Store, all these things in that area and just being in that area and the shit I used to do and I was just visioning myself from up up high in the sky just looking at myself running all around that motherfucker and all the shit I was doing during that time and no it fucks me up to to be in a position I feel like that was a whole nother lifetime or something because man that shit was wild but you never noticed the shit or how how wild something is or what you really dealing with or going through at the time when you're in it because it seems normal you know what I mean but when you get out of it and you got time to reflect and look back and just say like damn like how am I even still alive you know what I mean This broadcast is brought to you by Black Lee on Delicious Vinyl Radio. Powered by Dash. So how could you be one of us? Y'all know what time it is, man. I'm right here with Tough Talk Radio. Talk, talk. Kicking all this real shit, homie. 
put some earplugs in your ears if you a square. Because we're going to go there. Yeah, that. Because I do talk tough and I do do tough things. We're always a fan of Mitchie as far as the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So is there a new project that Mitchie's doing? Bro, I got some shit right now. Some of the best shit I ever put out, homie. I got this project coming out. Call him Everybody Hates Mitch. And the whole record is produced by my partner, Subject that I know. And he's a cat from uh, Central California, like Fresno area and shit. Okay. And the boy is raw. The boy got hella, 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 hella styles. Ruthless, by the way. But I like that one. <laughs> like and that. this album is a new slick, like a different slick. The, the G version of slick. But the music is like real vintage ass Timex Social Club. You feel me? In Tooney 80s type slap. You feel me? Like that shit, that real West Coast gangster 80s shit. Yeah, yeah, I think my fans gonna love it. I ain't putting no date on it. It's just gonna drop when the fuck it drop, but it's ready. I got a few features on there. I got the homie Jay Worthy on there. I got my nigga uh, To Die For on there, my young nigga. I got Ice B, the homie Silky Slim. Shout out to my nigga Silky Slim, man. That's a real a real good cat, a real good street aficionado, homie, that I'm proud to say is on my shit. And then I got the singer with E-40, man, that's going <laughs> to clean the whole streets up. You feel me? like that? Like, no question, homie. It's, it's one of them ones. It, it feels good to the soul. This I, is a certified hood classic. I know this record is going to be probably the biggest record I ever put out. You know what I mean? Now I, I I got a question, man. You know, bringing it back to San Diego, there is like a, a bubbling underground, you know, rap scene here in San Diego. Talk about who you see, you know, that can carry the torch, you know, coming out of San Diego specifically. Hmm. Yo, this shit right here, carry the torch. It's some shit. This is what I'll say. Some serious shit. I won't say who I think can carry the torch, but I'll say what he's gonna have to do in order to carry the torch. And this might not be everything, but these are a few things that he's gonna have to do, whoever this, this, this dude is that carries the toy. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! First off, he gonna have to be original. Like, he gonna have to do something that's not like everybody else. And he's gonna have to probably be, unless, you know, with, with, with the way the internet works and shit going viral, you never can say now because right. it ain't even it, it there is a science to some of that shit but some of that shit is just right time right color you know what I'm saying whatever the fuck you know what right. I'm saying on the internet right. so you really can't all the way count it out but for the most part if they're gonna get it the conventional way he's gonna have to be a real solid dude but he's gonna have to be somebody that not only is a cool dude and can and can rise to the cream of the crop in Dago but he he gonna have to be able to do that same shit out of town too right. and that's the one character thing that i haven't really seen from the the little homies and our city as a whole our city as a whole we don't act like we're like we should be great like we should be considered as great you know what i'm saying because you've been spitting fire you've been really burning the streets down with your lyrics and your bars you know what I mean? like like we don't we don't we don't look at a san diego artist and say he's great I mean, I could think of a lot of reasons why shit is like that, but I don't waste my time worrying about that. So with that being said, then that goes into artists not acting like they're great around other artists. Instead of acting like you're great, you kind of acting like this artist that's from out of town is great. Right. Like you can't, that, that, that's not, we can't do that. I feel you on that one. That is true. And so what I mean by that is I'm not talking about just in the instance of being somewhere and acting away. No, I'm talking about like, say for instance, the amount of access that you give this person to our city. 
I hear that. No, no one should be so great to where that whatever the fuck this nigga had to do to be accepted and move around Detroit or whatever he had to do to be accepted and move around Atlanta or whatever he had to do to be accepted and move around LA, it shouldn't be no different than him having to do that when he move around San Diego. Tell the people the truth. And, and which brings me to the next thing which really revolves around you is, and I've always wanted to ask this question because if you've worked with so many people, you worked with people all over that are accepted worldwide on the hip hop and music plateau. And then to those artists, they look at you like you're on their same level. Like your level of artists that you've worked with is extraordinary. Do you ever feel like you were blackballed by, at any means by the industry? Well, blackballed by my city, not blackballed by the industry. Okay. And it's all this shit that I'm talking about, about our city. There's certain things that you gotta do to earn respect from the people that come to your city for them to even, okay, say, say for instance like this. If San Diego has a reputation for not being so welcoming, say a motherfucker want to come to town, he want to meet some bitches, he want to get some weed, and he want to go to the good soul food spot in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like, if you in Atlanta, you don't, you, you gotta call uh, one of the homies, a nigga, like, you, it's not just their promoter and some guy that ain't even from where y'all from, like, I, but you get to come to my city, get all that out of my city, and you ain't even have to see no nigga from the hood at all, face to face. Uh-oh. I'll tell you on that one. So when that's allowed, <laughs> then that makes people feel like, okay, when, when some San Diego nigga come through, we ain't gotta show him love. We love going to San Diego. We want to go to San Diego. And guess what? When we San Diego, everything is cool. You know what I'm saying? They give us everything we want. I ain't saying do shit to motherfuckers that's from out of town when they come to Dago. I'm just saying, don't act like no fucking groupie. They're not going to respect that. They're not going to respect that. So these are the things that they trickle down in so many different ways that make it hard for San Diego to get on and, and, and have the respect that we're supposed to have and that we need in order to make plays and make situations happen for us. Like, we need motherfuckers to do shit for us when we come out of town. Respect for the game. You know what I'm saying? I feel that 100%. We can't just go to Detroit and just go shopping and go eating and go this, and you ain't tapped in with nobody in Detroit. Nah, I feel you on that. Because you finna go, whoever you finna go deal with, there's gonna be some other cats like you, and cats like you don't just go out of town and fuck with cats like you that they don't even know. It's curious because of, like I said, whenever I talk to any other artist, they always mention Mitchie Slick. Where you from? You know, San Diego, and they go, oh yeah, Mitchie, you know what I mean? So I I was just curious if if you ever thought that because of your music travels and it hits a lot of different cities. The support that you get outside of the city, how come? This is what it is. You know what I mean? Listen, listen, I know what you're saying. What it is is this, bro. In San Diego, we don't really have anybody that can just press a button and really make a power play happen for a dope artist in San Diego. Like, say if you're in L.A., you could be from the hood, be a little gangster street nigga. You got a hot-ass record and you making some traction. You number one in your city in the streets, you know, like say for instance, whatever position I've been in or something like that. Whack one hundred gonna get at you and he gonna press a play and you gonna get a real look. I feel that. That's the type of shit that everybody every city got that. If you in the bay, you got stretch, you got Gazi, they gonna see you, they can press a button. If you in fucking Chicago or Atlanta, you that that that's just that's countless motherfuckers. 
see what San Diego don't have that right there. So what we what we have to rely on for these situations is to go to other cities and reach out to other places and to fuck with or interact with other entities, other labels and shit like that that don't really have no love invested in whatever. They just fucking with us for some money. You might be a little nigga from South Central and it's a nigga from your hood that done put out, you know, records for the last eight, nine years and he just looking out for the turf by putting they little homie on. But your, 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 your big homie like manage the niggas that had like triple platinum success like three four years ago it, it just be other opportunities and we need people in san diego to know the business and they can press buttons and have the relationships that can make shit happen and we don't have that i'm not knocking us for not having that but we really need that we, we need somebody that's really in the game we need somebody that's record is on a name is on the back of some platinum records that say that they did whatever the fuck on this project. We don't have nobody in San Diego that can, and we need that because it ain't just about how good your music is. You got to have good business. And all while I was rapping and fucking with all the rappers and all that shit, there wasn't, we getting along fine and, and we, and we making good music, but whoever my point man was supposed to be wasn't, wasn't there to make sure that the business took place while we was around these people and making this happen. So all my relationships, is because all the rappers is my homeboys and I really fuck with them. It ain't no business relationships. We just happen to be homies and fuck around because they respect me in the streets. But and we do music and shit like that. But it's, it was never no real business going on. I didn't understand what it was gonna take. We don't know about rap business in San Diego. No one's ever made it in San Diego off a of rap. You know what I'm saying? There's only a couple of niggas that might have even touched a few hundred thousand or a million dollars off rap in San Diego. I mean, and that's just recently and maybe like the last, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Jail had, Jail Felony had big time rotation. Yep. Um, Rob Stone had big time rotation. But other than that, ain't nobody had no rap records in San Diego. No one. So niggas don't know, niggas don't know the rap business in San Diego. That's the reason why we can't get it cracking. Cause everybody don't know what the fuck to do. And they all, Think of some shit you make up or something like you you come up with or no motherfucker it's one way to do this shit or it's the best way to do this shit and you can't guess about it you can't guess and we just didn't have nobody in them positions that really knew the game that's what's up you know what i mean because I, I was dying to ask you that question because i see your career and you know i'm a fan and the music is but i know now though but i know now that, there you go that's good no but that's that's what i was getting ready to say because and motherfuckers fuck and listen the same amount of momentum i don't know what it is y'all but the same amount of momentum i had and whenever it was moving the most it's, it's, it's still moving like that. And that's when I said I quit doing this shit. I quit doing this shit when it, it quit going up. Every year I go look at my Spotify and all my shit, it go up 15%, 20% from last year. It never goes down. Cause, so, cause you, you're a good artist, bitchy. Like, you are an exceptional artist. You know what I mean? And, and we played a song, yeah. Elevate. That, that song right there, I had people be like, damn, who, who's that? And they just like, damn, that shit is crazy. Elevate is a dope right. ass song. And that's just, that's I like new, that song. I like that song. You know what I mean? And that's a newer song. You know, it's not that old. Yeah. You know what I mean? That song is dope. And and that's coming in the new era of Mitch. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so. hey, hey, have you heard that um have you heard that new shit with me and Cricket that uh deep in it? Yep. Yeah, I was yep. I, I was getting ready to talk <laughs> yeah. about that. Now listen. I got a track on that, you know what I'm saying? The one R and B song that he got on there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm on the man, hook. that shit you hard, bro. <laughs> that shit hard, bro. Hey, 
Hey, hold on. Which one? Wait, 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 wait. Which one? Tell me how I go. The going in circles song. That's so hard, homie. Yeah, that's hey, that's, listen. that's me. That's me on the hook right there, man. Just for future references, no, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Much love, homie. That's dope, homie. Yeah. Like I said, Mitchie, man. I, we we love to have you on there. We love the information as far as the Frenchies. You know what I mean? And seeing you in a different career, and then as far as the music, we can't wait to hear the new album. And anytime you got a new record or something like that that's dropping, please let us know. So salute to you, Mitchie, man. And it's an honor to, to talk to you, to sit down and have tough talk. Appreciate you, homie. Appreciate you. This right here was a, was a, 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 a tutorial. Aha, good game. Clack, clack. What's happening, y'all? Y'all know what time it is, man. I'm right here with Tough Talk Radio, kicking all this real shit, homie. Put your earplugs in your ears if you a square. Cause we gon' go there. Yeah, that. I wish I would've knew I was gon' end up by myself. Millions gone to the homies, decided to share the wealth. Remember the days hustling, writing back of the wide. Go candy, go toners on my tray, right in the DI. And it was foreign with wheels, like we all got deals. It was foreign with wheels, like we all got deals. Our bras pouring in heels, that's why we all got meals. Yeah, I wish I would've knew I was gon' end up by myself. Millions gone to the homies, decided to share the wealth. Remember the days hustling, writing back of the Wide. Go candy, go toners on my tray right in the DI. Thought I was thinking big, half a brick. Hope I see it, couldn't tell me shit. Yeah, nigga, I controlled the dip. Yeah, nigga, I said it, I controlled the dip. Along with CK Boba for Fat Bad Lil' Matt right there on my hip. Serving a rock with the left, pop a op with the right. That's the life of a termite. Yeah, you hustled and fight. Yeah, with ethics and steel, I left off that hill. Cross country, Pippa had so much mogul appeal. Then it was foreign with wheels, like we all got deals. Our bras horn in heels, that's why we all got meals. Yeah, that. Banging and balling at the same time like Mac Dine. Vegas fight night, wrong kind in the long line. Brooklyn, I be with a bread at. Just counted a hundred stacks like yeah that. And I done did that. If I said that, I was 14, I had a red lag. I never used to lead a set without my strap. Work a bitch nigga off like a Kit Kat. On the block, I used to hide it in a chip bag. And if you fuck with it, you gon' need a shit bag. That's the way we was raised in the planet of the Southeast. Having hard nigga and making ends meet. Money be the root to niggas dying over beef. Baby mama's crying in the street. Yeah, that young hustling, learn the value connection. Seventeen passenger seat with Mike Deception. Learning from them niggas on the corner, red flags on them. Paid attention to the ones with the bag on them. Take your mind off of being content. Every time you up the bat, try and swing for the fence. But practice and hoping if it really is meant. Look yourself in the mirror, tell yourself you the shit. I ain't met a nigga yet that got rich off lean. But I know a few niggas that won't admit that they fiends. Shit. You big, you bracken, show me your bag. From now, Damu, go get your bag. You banging, that's boo, but get your bag. Your Chevy, a rag, now get a jag. You pushing that weight, go get some gates. Buy the turf, invest in some real estate. It's been too long, it's time for blood to elevate. It's been too long, it's time for blood to elevate. This radio broadcast is brought to you by Black League Entertainment on delicious vinyl power by Dash.